Hey, what is up? This is the Leafs Convo late night edition for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com, Norman London, Mike in Buffalo. It is Thursday, January 21st, 2021. Mike, you've had almost 24 hours to cool down from the least 3-1 defeat to the Oilers at Scotiabank Arena. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. Good, good evening, Norm. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was a really odd night. It was one of those games that you just don't understand because I, I and mean, I've said on the Buzzcast a couple of times, the Edmonton Oilers suck. They're, they're a terrible team. They have great players. They have a couple of great, uh, you know, Hart Trophy winner in Dreisaitl and McDavid, but the, the team as constituted really is terrible. They have possibly the worst goaltending in the North Division. Their defense is not deep. Uh, and they depend on Dreisaitl and McDavid too much that, you know, they're, they're, there's not a lot of secondary guys. I mean, after Yamamoto and Nugent Hopkins, there's not a lot there. And it was just an odd performance because both teams seemed to want to play uh, more defensively than, you know, a wide open game, which everybody would expect with McDavid and Dreisaitl and Matthews and Tavares. And, you know, it was on NBC in the States and it was a dog's breakfast to use a built waters terminology so it it was just a it was a terrible game the puck was bouncing all over the place which um if you if everybody followed the news uh this week about them using the 2019-20 season pucks because the the pucks uh they were using this year were embedded with some sort of technology uh for tracking purposes and uh the pucks didn't feel right so they were going back to last year's pucks well they were they must have put those pucks in a microwave because they're bouncing all over the place it was like a beach ball mm-hmm. bouncing all over it was it was terrible I, mean, I don't think it was the Scotiabank arena ice it was just you know the Leafs had a chance to tie the game late in the third and the puck uh bounced over Jason Spezza's uh stick and went uh off the post and wide and then um, moments later, I think it was Archibald scored the empty netter. It was just a, a really strange game with, you know, an own goal that uh, that went off of uh, Jake Muzzin's um, uh, off his skate from a Jimmy VC clearing attempt. And then Matthews ties it up in the third period. And uh, Edmonton gets a power play on a – I still can't believe it. Jake Muzzin gets called for a tripping penalty the referee was staring right at the play and Kaylor Yamamoto had tripped his own player and they called Muzzin for the penalty. That's how bizarre this game was. This is the Leafs combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario, Oak Ridge Ford.com. Norm and Mike OG's converse. Thanks so much for all of your participation. Like this post, subscribe to the YouTube channels. So the Leafs didn't exactly shit the bed, but so much for building momentum on a pair of wins prior. Yeah, it was, it was not a great, I mean, defensively it was a good performance, Mm. but uh, you know, Sheldon Keefe after the game says, you know, I didn't think this is a, a great, uh, effort by our team and he was right and you know, these are the situations uh in a division where every game is a four-point game where you know at the absolute worst you needed to get a tie and get a or tie to go to overtime and get a point out of this but you know they they lost to what i think is an inferior team and now you know it, you, the best thing for you to do now is to get a split and they're going to be challenged to do that with a shortened lineup the Leafs out hit. What else is new? Out block. What else is new? Uh, gave away the puck nine times. That's not going to help the cause. 
they're an offensive juggernaut scoring one goal against a team that isn't traditionally good at defense tells me that perhaps they weren't ready for the game. I mean, what happened to this flip-flop of the top two lines? Marner, Matthews, then it's Tavares, Nylander. Yeah, well, I mean, neither line really generated a ton. I mean, the, the Matthews goal was a shot at the goal line mm-hmm. that caught Miko Koskinen off the post. And again, Koskinen, I believe, even though he's being paid $4 million bucks a, uh, a year, um, Rob Del Mundo, who I co-write with at the Fischler Report, said um, that was an AHL goal. And I said, yeah, he's an AHL goaltender. Mm-hmm. He's just making $4 million bucks. I mean, that was the thing. I think the Leafs had 26 shots on the night and really they didn't generate a ton of really good scoring chances. And when they were in the position to have a good scoring chance, the puck bounced off their stick. So it was just, it was an eminently frustrating night to watch that game, especially where you, you know, you sort of set yourself up for, Oh my God, this is going to be McDavid and Matthews. And this is going to be this exciting offense. And it was just, a terrible and not not because the Leafs lost it was just a terrible I I could live with the Leafs losing if it was a 6-5 game and entertaining but it was not anywhere close to that OG's Converts what say you let us know in community the YouTube channel youtube.com slash the Leafs combo Uh, game five of the season the Buds contending with puck luck or lack thereof them them's the breaks right Mike in, in professional sports, just as you said right out of the gate uh, on this show, it's just an odd night, an odd time for the Leafs to fall asleep coming off a pair of wins up against the team that likes to play fire wagon hockey and had, had really not gotten off to a great start. And then this, uh, let me let me throw this at you. Does an empty arena night in and night out perhaps affect these guys, not boring them, but you know, maybe after a couple of wins, a, a, a team like the Leafs would need 19,000 people to get a light a fire under their asses. They just don't have that. Or do you think they're just programmed to play no matter what? Well, it's, iro- it's ironic that you say that because Sheldon Keefe after the game said this was the first game that they've played this year where he felt the lack of a crowd hurt the team. Yeah. That It was sort of like a dozy situation where you know maybe they could have used the crowd or maybe they could have used uh some sort of impetus to to get them going and it just was a sort of sleepy performance Mm and you know i mean that's going to happen from time to time you got to remember that you know these players are normally used to having you know that i mean and i we know that you know there's always been complaints about about the toronto crowd not you know, not being uh, the loudest crowd or oh, being, fine. you know, eat, eating sushi at it's the beginning fine. of the period. It's, it's, but it's, it's, it's crap, you know, but they, they, they will, they cheer for their team. They energize their team. And this was a performance that maybe they needed that energy and it wasn't there. So the second of two Friday at Scotiabank arena, I guess based on the ebbs and flows of this young season so far, we should, expect a better performance or who knows what the hell is going to happen. I can tell you the Leafs need to generate more opportunities with the man advantage. We've been talking about this uh, podcast in and podcast out. Um, it's, it's a well-known thing, Mike, that the Leafs need to draw more penalties. Um, their agitators, 
need to get going if they have any. And if they don't, uh, that speed has to somehow trigger mistake from the opposition so that these guys can get more opportunity with the man advantage. Only two power plays 0 for 2 in that game on Wednesday. I'm sorry for a team with this much firepower and that professes to have toughness through special teams and its offensive ability. You've got to draw more penalties. Well, the thing that puzzles me is that a team with the star quality that the Leafs have, you know, we know star players attract penalties. Mm -hmm. We know that McDavid gets calls. We know that McKinnon gets calls. Mm -hmm. Crosby has traditionally... I, I don't see the same thing happening with Matthews, with, uh, oh. with Marner, with Tavares. So this is on the official summit. Yeah, well, no, I mean, may, I, I guess. I mean, if well, not conspiracy, <laughs> but I, I'm I'm just saying it's a, it, that just seems to be the natural the natural way of things. Yeah. In the NBA, star star players get calls in in Major League Baseball before you know you had the uh, the Quest Tech uh, strike zone. You know, Greg Maddox would have a couple. Um, you know, inches on the outside of, of the plate that he would get the call where somebody else wouldn't. Well, he's got to get out of there in 90 pitches, Mike. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, you know, you know what I'm saying? They, they, there just seems to be a little bit of a star treatment. And, we, and I, I hate it in the NHL, but I wouldn't hate it if it's in favor of the, the team that I cover because then it would make them more successful. And it just seems that they're not getting that, uh, that favorable treatment mm. in fact you know like i said on the on the previous uh, convo you know is this is this the retrospective revenge of nazim kadri <laughs> being the uh you know being the diver that he was and uh you know they don't believe that Tavares or matthews or marner are being interfered with i mean I, I don't know all i know is that they you know they were the worst team in the league in terms of having penalties called uh in in terms of power play opportunities and you know when you have a, a a fi- the firepower that they have, you need to get power play opportunities. OG's converts, do you notice these things during the games? Are there a, a multitude of opportunities that the Leafs aren't getting because the officials just aren't uh, raising their arms? Let us know in the comment section below this post on YouTube, or you can Get at us in community. We'll wrap it up real quick, Mike. Joe Thornton injured already. This is a whole Doug Gilmore 2003 in Calgary thing all over again. Well, it's not that bad because that was one shift. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was a we- it was a weird it was a weird injury. Um, you know, Josh Archibald hit him along the boards, and um, it looked to me like a rib injury mm-hmm. because he was sort of hold- holding his left arm and bending over and. You know, he went to the bench and then went to the locker room and never came back. And uh, Sheldon Keefe, after the game, said that uh, it's he's going to miss some time. So it, they haven't. I guess they're doing an MRA today, and they'll probably reveal the uh, the extent of the injury t- on Friday before the game. But he said he's going to miss some time. So I would expect at least a few weeks and maybe longer. And on the, on the heels of losing Nick Robertson. You know, if you looked at the lineup uh, that that they uh, skated with at the Ford Ford Performance Center this uh, this morning, mm-hmm. with with Austin Matthews um, not feeling well, so he took a took the morning off. You know, Adam Brooks was their second line center behind Tavares, and uh, you know, Pierre Engvall was the yeah. fourth line center. Yeah, that's no problem. You can supplant some of the stars or the up and comers or the you know future Hall of Famers with. 
plugs or players who are looking to make a name for themselves, there's enough, as you say, firepower throughout this lineup that uh, the stars can lift the contributors and the contributors can find a way to uh, leech off the the stars and and their uh, offensive prowess. The whole Jason Spezza thing came and went, placed on waivers. No one claimed them because there was there was a caveat in the um, you know in in his availability in that he would most likely retire if claimed by anybody. So a uh, Maple Leaf he stayed and he just uh, continues on. Uh, so that Spezza remains with the team. That's nice because we're. We, we both uh, respect the hell out of Jason Spezza. We can't pin the loss on Wednesday to the Oilers on Freddie in any way, can we? Because I'm, I'm looking for a way to do that. Um, I, I couldn't, I, I, I didn't kidding. think, I'm you kidding. know, oh, no, no, no. I'm, I, I, I know. I'm, I'm just saying I, I, I couldn't, uh, you know, I know that some people who watch the game who are looking to blame Freddie Anderson, you know, decided that that you know that was a uh, fair fair value to do that mm. but i i'm, I'm sorry it's like the, the 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 first goal was uh off of a skate and the second goal was a sort of a deflection that went to dry sidle and he and he beat him cleanly so I, you know i mean i i think that the whole like you know jack campbell should be the starter thing is a bunch of crap yeah. i think it's just you know it's it's a lot of stuff that people are looking to you know um beat down on anderson and you know i i think like I said, his legacy is going to be proved in the playoffs this year. And if they don't have success, then he's likely going to be leaving as a free agent and they'll find another goaltender. And if, if he has success, he might be leaving because he can find a bigger contract. But, you know, the most important thing this year is for Anderson to play well in the playoffs. And first they have to make the playoffs before that can happen. So is it Anderson or Campbell on Friday? They haven't made it clear, but I would think it'd be Anderson since you have a rest of a day in between. But, you know, Sheldon Keefe did did say that, you know, Campbell is not simply going to be the goalie who plays in the back-to-backs. You know, there are not many back-to-backs. I, th- I don't think they play a back-to-back uh, in, for at least another month. But the games in this compressed season are going to be coming fast and furious. And you can't mm-hmm. have fr- you can't have Anderson playing four times in one week. And also, we, we know that no. Campbell's going to contribute more, which is probably going to be a good thing for Freddie because he'll play less and hopefully be fresher when uh, the games have more meaning, right? Yeah, no, I, I, I think that Keith has made it clear that Campbell is going to be more than just the simple backup mm-hmm. playing the good. second of back-to-backs. He's, he's going to get more work. And yeah, I, I, I think that some of the fault regarding uh, Anderson in previous seasons was basically he was overworked and I, you know, playing 60 to 65 games in a right in an 82 game regular season is just stupid. It, but it, it was necessary because they didn't have a quality backup. Now they do have a quality backup. So I think, you know, of the 56 games, he'll probably play 35 and, and Campbell will play 20 or 21. Okay. Why do I feel like Friday's game is going to be a five, four, six, five affair, an overtime finale. Mm-hmm. It could, yeah. it very well could. I mean, I think that you know, I mean, uh, obviously Edmonton was happy with the two points, but uh, I, I don't think that uh, you know. I think these two teams want to play fire wagon hockey. I think both of their coaches want them to play disciplined, 
they played one game discipline. So now it's like they're going to get their payoff and get their goals in the next one. Yeah. And uh, five games in these teams are all still finding their way. We've witnessed the Leafs come out guns a blazing in seasons past and fizzle. If it's a process to get to the plateau at some point and then stay there and then reach the ultimate zenith. Uh, eventually, if, if, if that's what's happening right now, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. It's still a feeling out process for all of these guys. Um, in all likelihood, the Leafs will do pretty well because they have enough talent to, to do well. Mike, it was fun catching up with you on a late night edition of the Leafs Combo. We'll get together real soon.